This is Kyle Brooks, and welcome to The Deep End. We're sitting on the quad together, quiet. A student I mentor is reading a letter I'd written him. I'm fidgeting, nervous. You know that feeling when it's awkward not to look at someone because you're with them, but it's also awkward to look at them because they're not looking at you? Yeah, that. It's the end of the year, and I have some feedback to share I know can help him grow, but it's difficult. It's deep. It would require real work to change, and he won't like hearing it. We have such a great relationship. I don't want to ruin it right at the end of the year. But I know he has to hear it. So I wrote him this letter. And I use the classic crap sandwich technique. You know the one. Bread. You're so great. Meat. Or portobello for your vegan mentors. Well, except for this crap. Bread. No, but really, you're awesome. He reads the letter. Time stretches out. Is he reading War and Peace? What's taking him so long? Finally, he breaks the silence. The deep inhale before the reply. I'm sure he's going to be livid that I think he needs to change, but his tone isn't angry. It's disappointed. Why didn't you tell me? He says quietly, staring at the letter. I mean, why didn't you tell me sooner? In the letter, you said you've been noticing this for months, and you just let me live with this? I am crushed, but not in the way I expected to be, because he's right. I didn't trust him to handle difficult truth. I was worried he'd be mad at me, so I let him go on wounding himself and others, unaware, for months. Sometimes the hard truth is kind. I've been thinking a lot lately about the painful tension of speaking the truth in love, that line from Ephesians 4:15. Some of our personalities are geared toward difficult conversations. We lean into telling the truth, even when we know it can't possibly be received as love. But 60% of last week's listeners who took my poll would rather lean into love than into the truth. The quote-unquote truthers that I wrote about last week aren't the only ones afraid to risk. There's another kind of fear that can drive an equal but opposite mistake. It's an inner voice that sounds like this. If I disagree or challenge them, they won't like me. If they don't like me, they'll reject me. And if they reject me, I'll be alone. So we content ourselves to live in a place of uneasy agreements. We create communities of faux peace based on dishonesty disguised as tolerance. Someone finishes saying something wild and damaging with a concluding, am I right? Instead of saying, hmm, let's talk about that. We say, yeah, thinking that because we said it in Soprano, we're off the moral hook. Surely they registered my discomfort with what they said. Being loving is more important than being truthful. Am I right? Nope. There are at least two problems with this kind of so-called love. The first is that a relationship like this is doomed to the shallows. 
but true love creates depth. Love requires that we are more committed to the beloved than we are to them reflecting our ideals. That means that when they disagree with me, it won't threaten the relationship. It also means that when I disagree with them, I need to trust them to continue loving me, even as I show them love. A love so fragile that it can be broken by disagreement is not worthy of the name. The second problem with this love, love light, is that it is deeply selfish. That is to say, unloving. If I have a perspective that could help you grow and thrive, but I keep it to myself because I'm afraid you won't like me, then I'm prioritizing my own comfort over your growth. I'd rather you feel good about me and stay where you are than potentially be upset with me and grow. Remember the words of my mentee. Why didn't you tell me? See, real love is willing to risk. To risk being disliked, to risk being misunderstood, to risk resentment. Sometimes I even have to risk losing the confidence of the other person if their well-being is truly at stake. Of course, that doesn't mean I can be a jerk. See last week's post. It's four years later. We're sitting in red metal chairs outside a coffee shop on Telegraph Avenue. I'm sipping a latte, and I have a choice to make. You see, my friend, a lovely person who dabbles in a variety of spiritualities, asks me why I believe in Jesus. I tell him. He listens eagerly. To my surprise, he responds, that's amazing. We actually believe pretty much the same thing, I think. My shock must have shown on my face, so he goes on to share what he believes in more detail. You see, it's basically the same thing, just different words, right? He probes. My heart sinks. I can see why he thinks we agree, but we don't. Not even close. Some of the most important things about my faith, my understanding of God and human beings, are actually quite the opposite of what he shares. So this is the choice. Do I tell him the truth? Man, you're way off. We don't agree at all. Well, first of all, dot, dot, dot. Or do I just, quote, lovingly accept his version of reality? Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing, I think. Just then, as I'm deciding, I hear some kind of sub audible voice say you don't have to choose tell him this so I said brother it's important to me to be honest with you the truth is I actually think that what you just said and what I just said are really different in very important ways but before we go any further I have to let you know I love you. Even if we disagree, even if you never believe what I believe, you'll always be my friend. You don't have to choose. How do I know? The tears streaming down his face. A quote to reflect on. 
Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. The Apostle Paul, 1 Corinthians 13. Thank you for listening to The Deep End with me, Kyle Brooks, the podcast where I basically just read my blog if you like to take it in via audio instead of reading with your eyeballs. This is the place to come. You can follow or subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to actually subscribe to the blog or the podcast to get it into your inbox, you can go to my Substack, kylebrooks.substack.com, kylebrooks.substack.com, and you can find any of the links or references I made here or that I linked in my blog in the show notes. Hope to see you next time, and thank you.